Welcome to the Wisdom Rising podcast. I'm your host, Lama Sultrama Aleone, and my goal with this podcast is really to open your own wisdom, to have your own wisdom rising, either through the meditations that I lead or introduce you to, or to the people that I interview that bring wisdom with them in their own voice, in their own traditions. So we look forward to raising our wisdom together on the Wisdom Rising podcast. And I'm so happy to share this with you. So now in at least the Christian tradition and also the Jewish tradition, we're in the time of the holidays, the annual holidays. And I thought to do a process of feeding your demons around our holiday demons, because even though we're supposed to be happy and all families together and happy, a lot of times that doesn't happen. And many of us have bad memories of holidays. If there was alcoholism in your family, then probably the holidays were a very active time and maybe there was abuse. Uh, I remember my um, husband, David, told me that his father was an alcoholic and, and he would disappear around the holidays and he remembered sitting with his mother in front of the window waiting for his father to come home and his mother crying on Christmas Eve. There's often a lot of stresses around the holidays. And that's why I wanted to also do this solstice ceremony because really it's been turned into a big commercial event of the year, at least in this country. And it's actually the time, it's winter solstice and it's a pagan holiday that was then co-opted by the Christians and turned into then later this big commercial holiday with Santa Claus and so on. But actually, it's a time of the turning back to the light. It's a time to let go of the past and make aspirations for the future. And the fires were lit at this time, the, the solstice fires. So for that event, the solstice event, I'm asking everyone to bring a candle to it and we'll be lighting our candles during the ceremony. So I wanted to provide this opportunity to work with those difficulties. Yeah, the loneliness and isolation of the holidays, that's a real thing. Then often there are deaths around the holidays because of the stress of holidays. All the um, financial stress, the worries, the buying everything, getting everything organized and so on. So let's take a moment. And if, if this doesn't relate to you, if you don't have holiday demons. You can just work with another demon. Uh, we all have demons. And demons are whatever takes our energy away from being fully present in this moment. Uh, it could be an addiction. It could be some sort of stress. It could be a relationship issue. If it is a relationship issue, you don't work with the other person as the demon. You work with your reaction to them. So what I'm going to do is take you through the five-step process of feeding a demon. And this comes from 
my book, Feeding Your Demons, and it derives from the teachings of the 11th century woman teacher in Tibet, Machiklaptran, who talked about our demons actually needing nurturing, that these things that we try to avoid and get rid of, actually we need to turn toward them and find out what they need and then feed them that. And so her chip practice, which is done with a bell and a drum and it's sung in Tibetan and so on, is based on that. And I developed Feeding Your Demons as a way to teach that Tibetan practice, but then it took on a life of its own. And actually, just this week, a scientific study on the method was just published. Finally, <laughs> we did the study quite a few years ago, and it takes a while to get these uh, things published and all written up, but now it, it has been. We haven't quite gotten to the point of putting it out on our methods of communication of um, our Taramandala mailing list or social media, but we will. So it was shown that feeding your demons is really effective for depression, anxiety, and addiction. That's what it was tested for. And there was approximately a 33% improvement in that. But it was a qualitative and a quantitative study. So the percentage is just a way to talk about it. But the other ways are people's actual stories of, of what happened. So, um, yeah, I remember always feeling some disappointment on Christmas morning because we would open all our presents Christmas morning and then that anticipation was over and there was that disappointment that, wait, I got all these material things, but somehow there's still this feeling of emptiness because it's not the material things that bring us genuine happiness. And it took me until I met Buddhism to realize what that was, that sort of, I felt bad that I, you know, I didn't feel completely happy. These are, these are things we don't necessarily talk about around the holidays, and that's also why I wanted to do this. So let's do it. Let's start. So we'll be doing this practice with our eyes closed for most of the time. If you can set up a seat opposite where you're sitting, where you can change places and sit facing where you're sitting now, that would be good. If not, you can simply stand up and face where you're sitting now. But the actual act of changing places during the practice is important because it helps to delineate the demon from our normal self. And that articulation helps in the transformation. And the other thing I wanted to bring up before we start is the difference between a want and a need. You are going to ask the demon what it wants, and then you're going to ask what it really needs, what it really needs. So our demons often want a certain thing, but there's something else under that that's the real need. And often those real needs are early attachment needs, like soothing, like love, compassion, and so on. 
those early attachment needs that may not have been met when we were a child. So the, the want is a superficial and the need is what's under. So for example, if you have an addiction, let's say you have an addiction to alcohol, what the demon wants is alcohol. But what's under that want is a need for safety or a need for love, a need to feel at home, comfort. That's what's under it. So I just wanted to make that distinction so that you understand when we ask those questions, what it means. And then the third question we'll ask the demon is, how will you feel if you get what you really need? How will you feel if you get what you really need? So that's the result of having that deeper need satisfied. There will be a feeling that would arise. And that's what we're going to feed the demon. So those are some distinctions I wanted to make. And now we will begin. So take a moment, closing your eyes, and think about what is the demon for you right now? And if you're going to work with a holiday demon, what is the predominant feeling or issue that comes up for you? Is it a stress or is it depression? Is it loneliness? Is it worry, like anxiety? For you personally, what is it? Is it the need to make everything perfect for your family? And the fear that it's not going to be perfect. What is it for you? Now we'll begin the process of feeding our demons. And this is the demon or demons that come up around the holidays. So if you have different emotions, like, yeah, I have sadness, a depression, I also have anxiety, then just choose one for now. You can also repeat this process. So for now, choose one. And we'll begin with some relaxation breathing. As you inhale, feel any physical tension that you're holding in your body. Breathe into that physical tension, and imagine the breath hooks that tension and it rides out on the out-breath. Physical tension. Where is it in your body? Breathe into it, and then let it go with the out-breath. And then any emotional tension that you're holding. Feel where in your body you're holding emotional tension right now. And breathe into it. Let the breath hook it and it rides out on the exhalation. Emotional tension. And then notice any mental tension that you're holding in your body, tension from thoughts, from worries, 
concepts, mental tension. Feel where you're holding mental tension in your body. Imagine that the breath, as it goes in, goes to that place in your body. And then you let it go with the out-breath. Letting go of mental tension. And then we'll take a moment to generate our motivation for this particular practice. Again, the motivation to benefit all beings. Heartfelt intention. And now, thinking about the particular demon that you decided to work with, perhaps recalling an incident where this came up strongly, or if you're feeling it right now, scan your body as you're thinking about this incident or feeling it right now. Scan your body and notice where in your body you hold this feeling most strongly. Bring your attention to that place in your body where you hold it most strongly. If this were to have a shape in your body, what shape would it have? What kind of shape does it make in your body? And what color does it have? If it were to have a color, what color would it be? What is its texture like, its consistency? What is its temperature? And now intensify the sensation in this place in your body with its shape, its color, its consistency, and its temperature. And now imagine that that shape, with its color, its consistency, and its temperature, moves out of your body. And if it's helpful, you can make a gesture of moving it out of your body. It moves out of your body, and it takes form in front of you. It's personified as a being. This being has arms and legs, face, eyes, so on. Notice what this being looks like. It's in front of you. Notice what size it is. How big is it? What is the density of its body? What is the surface of its body like? Does it have any things on the ends of its fingers or toes? Does it have a gender? If so, what gender is it? What's the look in its eyes? When you look into its eyes, what do you see? What is its emotional state? 
What is its character like in general? What kind of character does it have? Now notice something about it that you didn't see before. Something you didn't see before. Now we're going to ask the demon three questions. I'll give them to you one at a time. And you can ask out loud a question. What do you want? What do you really need? How will you feel if you get what you really need? And now change places and become the demon. So stand up and either stand in front of where you're sitting or change places to a chair or another cushion facing where you're sitting. Take a moment to change places and come into the body of the demon. Taking a moment to notice what it feels like to be in that body, to be that size, that gender, if it had a gender, that density, that color, that emotional state, and to have that character. And notice what your normal self looks like from the demon's point of view. What does your normal self look like? And now being really in that body of the demon, you'll answer those questions. I'll give you the beginning of each answer, repeat that beginning, and then finish it. Really staying in the body of the demon to answer these questions. What I want is, what I want is, what I really need is, what I really need is, if I get what I really need, I will feel, if I get what I really need, I will feel, And now, remembering the answer to this third question, come back to your original seat and come back into your own body. Take a moment to come back into your own body and see the demon in front of you again. And now,
imagine that your body dissolves into nectar. And the quality of that nectar is the feeling the demon will have if it gets what it really needs. The quality of that nectar is the feeling the demon will have if it gets what it really needs. Notice the color of this nectar. And that nectar begins to flow toward the demon to feed it, to nurture it. It's flowing toward the demon. Notice its color and its texture. The demon takes it in. Notice how the demon is absorbing it. It's taking it in. There's an infinite quantity of the nectar and you're going to feed it to complete satisfaction. The nectar's flowing toward it. It's taking it in. It's being nurtured by this feeling it would have if it got what it really needed. Being fed by that. taking it in more and more, gradually getting satisfied. And as it's getting satisfied, notice if it starts to morph, to change. Notice what happens as it becomes satiated an infinite quantity and it's able to take it in. And now it's becoming completely satisfied. And notice what it looks like when it's completely satisfied. Is there a being that remains there or has it dissolved completely? Has it transformed into another kind of being? If there's a being that remains, ask that being, are you the ally? It may be and it may not be. Are you the ally? If it says yes, we'll work with that. If it says no, or if the demon dissolved completely and there's nothing left, invite the ally to appear. Invite the ally to appear if it's not the ally or if the demon dissolved. Take a moment to invite the ally to show itself. And so now either working with the ally that remained at the end of feeding the demon or with the ally that has appeared, notice the size of the ally. 
How big is it? Does it have a color or colors? Or what colors is it wearing? It's wearing garments. What is the density of the ally? What is the surface of the ally's skin or whatever covers the ally? What is that like? What is the look in the ally's eyes? Notice the look in the ally's eye. What is the emotional state of the ally? What is its character like? What kind of character does it have? Now notice something about the ally that you didn't see before. Something you didn't see about the ally. And now we're going to ask the ally some questions. I'll give them to you one at a time. And again, either out loud or silently ask these questions to the ally. How will you help me? How will you protect me? What is your pledge to me? How can I access you and change places? Take a moment to change places to become the ally. So you get up from where you're sitting and face where you're sitting now, either seated or standing, whatever is convenient, and take a moment and come into that body of the ally. What's it like to be that size, that gender, if it had one? to be that color or to wear that color, to be in the emotional state of the ally. And look back at your normal self from the ally's point of view. And really being in the body of the ally, we will answer those questions. I'll give you the beginning of each answer, repeat that, and then finish it. I will help you by, I will help you by, I will protect you by, I will protect you by. My pledge to you is, my pledge to you is you can access me by you can access me by now come back into your original seat and see the ally in front of you again and notice the ally's eyes Feel the energy of support coming from the ally. 
and the allies' eyes particularly. That energy from the ally comes into your body. Notice how it feels in your body. Spreads all the way down through the trunk of your body, all the way down to your toes and up through your arms and hands and into your head. Feel the energy of the ally actually coming into you. And now the ally dissolves into light. Notice the color of that light. And that light comes into you. It pours into your body. And it's like it's bathing all your cells with luminosity. Bathing all your cells with light. And with that color, the color of the light, your body is filled with luminosity. Notice how that feels. And then your own body with the integrated energy of the ally also dissolves. Your whole body dissolves and you rest in whatever is present after the disillusion. Just rest. You don't have to do anything, just rest. And then come back into your body with the feeling of the ally in your body. Again, noticing how that feels. What is that sensation of that light of the ally in all your cells? And remember this in a way that you will be able to recall it when you need it. Remember this feeling this sensation in your body. And then when you open your eyes, keep the feeling of the ally in your body and take a moment to look around wherever you are with that feeling of the ally in your body. And notice what that's like. And whenever you need to, you can recall this feeling of the ally in your body. And you can also recall the ally itself. And sometimes it's helpful to draw a picture of the ally or to find an object, a stuffed animal or maybe a little clay figure or anything that is like the ally and keep that with you or simply the memory 
of the ally that you can recall when you need to. Your ally will always be with you and your ally has told you how you can access it. They'll remember how to access it if you need it. So that's process of feeding your demons with the holiday demon. We worked with that particularly today or demons and you may have more than one. So you can do this again. Sometimes after a process like that, it takes a minute to come back and write something or um, it is possible to get trained uh, to use this if you're a therapist or a counselor in your practice. There's an online training. Or if you simply want to learn it better, there's level one and two. And there's also the couple of trainings at Tara Mandala. And there's a lot more than what I just gave you. There, We do maps of our... Um, family demons and our family allies, our lineages. And we do a body map where you find where you locate the demons in your body. There's a lot of further developments from this practice, but I hope this has been helpful to you today. You know, when I lead the practice, I, I do it. And so it's always helpful to me to what you can do if somehow the ally or the demon doesn't really take form. And in fact, any part of the process that kind of doesn't happen or where you get stuck, then you can invite the ally to appear or invite the demon to appear. And the words that you can use is, if I did know what the ally looked like, what would it look like? Or if I did know what the demon looked like, what would it look like? Or if I did know what the demon really needed, what would it be? So any part of the process where you get stuck and the unconscious will sometimes try to block the process, then just use the, that phrase, if I did know, what would it be? When you do it by yourself, either using the book, Feeding Your Demons, or if you use a recording, then you can turn it off and on and you can do your own timing and realize that you can get the book. You can do this. And there are recordings online. Essentially, our demons are just energy. And it's energy that is locked up and it's taking energy from us um, through the way it's holding us. And so when you feed it, you and you get to the, that deeper need that you're caring, you're caring for a part of yourself. And then that transforms into the ally. So it's that very energy that was locked up in the demon that becomes the ally. So the stronger the demon, the stronger the ally. I've known people who've had really intense demons and then they have this amazing ally that's just so incredible, so powerful. So 
what I would suggest, if the demon is an inanimate object, like a tree or a, a cloud, invite that to become a form. Because if it personifies, it will be able to speak more and be more clear. So you can use that same phrase, if I did know what it looked like, it, what would it look like? So that you could just imagine that cloud takes a form. It does help to personify it. It's always helpful. I've, uh, of course, developed this process myself, but I still use it. And it's very helpful. You just have to remember to use it. <laughs> well, our time is up for today. I, I look forward to being with you again. So sending you much love. Thank you, everyone, for being with us for this Wisdom Rising podcast. May it benefit all beings. And I'd like to take a moment to thank the production team of Wisdom Rising and also to let you know that if you would like further information on my work or the associated people who work with Tara Mandala, you can reach out to the Tara Mandala website, T-A-R-A-M-A-N-D-A-L-A dot O-R-G. Thanks, everyone. Stay safe.